Hello, I'm Sandra Ezekwesili, and you come to me for hard facts. Good afternoon, I'm Sandra Ezekwesili, and these are your hard facts. The news comes at you fast. America's Food and Drug Administration have said that Trump was incorrect. There's information and misinformation. Their own NAFDAQ came out and told Donald Trump, we're going to be waiting here. Where are you talking? Are you talking with by yourself? We tell you it's okay. And making sense of it can be hard. Can you okay? Let me talk. I will let you talk. Can you okay? Coyote, I will let you talk if you let me talk. Coyote. But that's my job. Let's talk context. Let's talk statistics. Talk about those bills at the Senate right now. Let's talk to the experts and the newsmakers. Um, I, I see the kind of stability that would, would, would allow uh, growth to happen by this time next year. Every weekday at 3. Good afternoon. I'm Sandra Ezekwesi. Let's talk hard facts. Good afternoon. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili and these are your hard facts. Your last hard fact of the week. This week, we had 4,094 confirmed new COVID-19 cases. Once again, that's higher than the week before last, where we had a total of 3,868. Remember, I made a bet with you, right? Uh, Some of you were calling me and you were saying, oh, government will start announcing lower numbers. You will see it all be this scam. They will start the number we reduce drastically because EU has said that Nigerians are among the countries banned from traveling to Europe. And I told you, look, here's what I'm going to do. Every week since that announcement from the EU, I'm going to keep track of um, the numbers coming out from the NCDC. If they go down, then you're correct. But if they stay the same or they keep increasing, then perhaps uh, that should let you know that nobody's lying about the COVID-19 numbers, right? Right? And now you can see the official numbers are still rising. Because like I said last week, I think when it comes to this particular story, right? And these numbers, it's clear that they were not being inflated before. All the predictions that these numbers will drop have not come to pass. Government is actually not gaining anything by inflating figures. Our economy is tanking because the numbers are so high and so they cannot open up fully. Government doesn't want that. So I beg, as you go where they go, continue to take care of yourself. Let's try as much as we can to bring the numbers down. Meanwhile, remember the story I told you yesterday about the police officers who sexually harassed a woman who they came, when they came to arrest somebody else? Today, the police command said that uh, they've arrested two suspects, both police officers, and they are on the hunt for two more. After a lot of hours of the case trending online, see? Once again, social media activism works. I was listening to the radio today and somebody called into one of the shows and that person was talking about oh, the youth of today. All they want to do is watch Big Brother Niger. Excuse me, you, you people are also watch, watching football. You're watching Champions League. You're watching any number of things that give you pleasure. But you can do both things at the same time. You can walk and you can chew gum. There's nobody that says if you're doing one, you can't do the other. Because of that same social media where they're using to talk about Big Brother Niger and they used it to talk about that particular video of that young woman being sexually harassed by police officers, action has been taken. Same social media has gotten us a sexual harassment bill. Same social media continues to drive conversations about NSARS. Same social media was used to uh, shout out when we had um, the social media bill in the news. So we need to see that social media activism actually works. It gets a large number of people ready to take action together, right? So don't be too quick to scoff at it and say, what are the youths doing? The youths are achieving quite a lot while the old people are sitting down and asking what the youths are doing instead of actually getting together to do something. Now, I get a large number of people together too. 630,305 of you listen to Hard Facts. Thank you so much. Are you ready for Hard Facts? Let's talk about Russia exchanging words with the US and the UK over weapons in space. That's a big story. I'll tell you why. Then let's talk about all the world powers trying to control more of the tech space than the others. 
And then we're going to talk about the very different challenges that African nations are facing during COVID-19 or inflicting on themselves. Remember, you can talk to us on Facebook and Twitter, Nigeria Info FM on Twitter, Nigeria Info 99.3 on Facebook. We're streaming live on YouTube as well. And we'll take comments on the show from YouTube, from Instagram, from Facebook, from Twitter, Nigeria Info FM. As usual, for a Friday, we'll bring you ideas with, uh, with Ayobe and then Public Square with Agogo. We'll wrap up the show with music and moments with Ifangi and Sam. I have 10,000 naira to give away by the time the show is over. So let's get started with the uh, Big Three Global Edition. The Big Three Global Edition on Hard Facts. Russia starting a space arms race. Which world power will win this scramble for tech supremacy? And are African nations in the same race as the rest of the world? This is the Big Three Global Edition. Let's get into the stories. Our first story is about the militarization of space. The UK and the US are accusing Russia of test firing a weapon from a satellite in orbit. Here's a statement from the head of the UK, uh, UK's uh, Space Directorate, Air, Mar- Air Vice Marshal Harvey Smith. And Smith says, we are concerned by the manner in which Russia tested one of its satellites by launching a projectile with the characteristics of a weapon. Actions like this threaten the peaceful use of space and risk causing debris that could pose a threat to satellites and the space systems on which the world depends. We call on Russia to avoid any further such testing. We also urge Russia to continue to work constructively with the UK and other partners to encourage responsible behavior in space. End quote. Like I said, this is a big deal, big story. Why? Why are the UK and the US so upset about this Russian satellite? It's because the idea of militarizing space is very controversial. Generally, the world powers have tried to persuade each other to stay away from it. We even have a UN treaty that partially bans it. It's called the Outer Space Treaty or the OST. And the OST basically bans nuclear weapons and other weapons of mass destruction in space. Now, from the little information we have, this Russian test fire was a non-explosive weapon. So it looks like Russia wants to argue that they did not technically violate the letter of the OST. But as you can see, the UK feels that Russia at least violated the spirit of international law about weapons in space. Because apart from the OST, we also have UN resolutions about it. Now, resolutions don't have the same force as a treaty. You cannot place uh, sanctions on a country for violating a resolution. But resolutions are still important in showing what world leaders believe is okay or not okay. And in this case, we have two resolutions. One of them is called Prevention of an Arms Race in Outer Space. And another is called No First Placement of Weapons in Outer Space. And basically, these two, these two resolutions say that uh, countries should not put any weapons in space or start an arms race there. And Russia voted in favor of both resolutions. That's why the UK and the US are now shouting. But here's what's funny. <clears throat> the US refused to vote for either of these resolutions. In fact, the U.S. has notoriously tried to reserve its own right to put weapons in space. The reason why we don't have a binding U.N. treaty banning all weapons in space is that when Russia and China wrote one in 2008, America rejected it. So for a lot of observers, it was very hypocritical of the United States to suddenly start condemning Russia for actually putting a weapon in space since America herself refused to vow to not do it. 
But if there's a war in space, the U.S. has more to lose than anybody else. America has 901 satellites in orbit, while the rest of the world combined has 709. Yeah. So the USA has more satellites than everybody else put together. This means it is in America's interests to make sure that nobody starts shooting satellites from other satellites. People can already shoot satellites from the ground using ballistic missiles, but it's very hard. And only three countries can do it at the moment, the US, Russia and China. But any country that has a satellite could very easily put weapons on that satellite. And suddenly, no satellite is, sp- is, is safe in space. No satellite in space is safe. That includes the one that gives you your favorite TV channel. And the one that lets you uh, phone your cousin in Malaysia. Or the GPS that your phone uses to navigate. And since war in space can affect you here in Lagos, I want to know what you think about Russia's test fire. Do you think it could trigger a space arms race? Do you think America opened the the door to this by refusing to sign a broader space weapon ban treaty? And what's your take on space? space weapons in general do you think there there's something that uh world governments should agree to ban or do you think you know let nations have the right to defend their assets in space with weapons if necessary 0700-993-993-993-0700-993-993-993. Every Friday, we allow Nigeria to rest a bit and then we take a look at what's happening globally. We take a look at the biggest stories and we bring those to you. We've got Comrade Akman up first on the show. Let's talk to Comrade Akman. Hello. Thanks for calling. Hello, Comrade Akman. Thanks for calling. Yeah, uh, Sandra. Yes. Happy weekend. How are you? Very well. How are you? Fine. Let me appreciate you. Was it on Monday when you were doing analysis? You actually used Comrade Up, and I was so happy in my house. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. God bless you. <laughs> um, Sandra, yeah. Yeah, what actually happened? I think um, several um, people on your station several programs um, had in the time pass of recent uh, blamed Trump for his ineptitude, for actually decoding what actually supposed to be the real character of American states. And um, a lot of questions from your flank there, your studio there, mm. was that ah, China is taking over. It's like uh, uh, this guy, Trump is not interested by withdrawing from certain treaties, refusing to, you know, sponsor a lot of things that American uh, states used to do. So, like what you said now, Hmm. you know, Russia is taking advantage of that, knowing that um, it's like the the game of football we used to listen from your guys there Hmm. when they analyze it, Emmanuel Etim and all that. You analyze those weak players that actually cause penalty and there's so many other things that give power to the other side to score or have advantage, play them have field. So that is actually what is happening. And uh, Trump will never maybe do the way how George Bush would do because the allegation of Russian, uh, you know, uh, technology that helped him to win elections is still there. So this thing is like when, when someone helps you, and you get there, you don't have much, like what is happening in a political system. Hmm. People taking other politicians to go and take oath. Once you take oath, you become a governor, like what happened to Ngige. So not everybody will be as bold as Ngige to come and talk. This is what happened though in the shrine hmm. and all that. Hmm. So it is a pity that America will go the way it is and the whole world. I mean, if they refuse to do what they're supposed to do, mm-hmm. China will take over definitely, or Russia. There is no doubt about it. But the, the question I want to ask you, mm-hmm. you mentioned China, Russia, and America mm-hmm. that can shoot. What about Israel with all their technologies and all that? So they cannot also do what other war powers do. Well, well, well they're, they're, they're not there yet. They're, they're not as big okay. as the other ones, yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. I wish you the best of this weekend, Sandra. God bless you, my You sister. too, Comrade Akwan. Thank you for calling. We've got Christian in Ogudu. Hello, Christian. Hello, Christian. Ah, oh, Christian isn't there anymore. Christian, call back if you can. A space war can affect you here in Lagos. What do you think about Russia's test fire? Do you think it could trigger a space arms race? Do you think America opened the door to this by refusing to sign a broader space weapon ban treaty? And what's your take on space weapons in general? Do you think that um, there's something that world governments should agree to ban? Or do you think, you know, that nations have the right to defend their assets in space with weapons if they think that it's necessary? That's our first story on Big Three Global Edition. Amansa, hello. Hello, Sandra. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thanks for calling. Thank you so much. You see, it appears there's a, a kind of code war going on in the world today. Hmm. And being that America has so much in their hands, they are losing the grip to which they have a total control. But now it appears they are weak. They have so much in their hands and they are trying to fix the internal problem. That is why they are trying to withdraw from the WHO, which have done. And uh, before then, America ordered um, EU to put a blockage on China travel and the EU um, never agreed to that. That, was, that shows a statement that America is no longer what it, it used to be. Now, people are trying to come in. There's a, a kind of a vacuum who will not lead, who the world will not look up to and take directive from, a collective, a similar, or a kind of collective direction from. Hmm. So that space is there now, and that's what I think Russia is trying to do. But I know that the time, all these things will, will come to play out and the giant might come back to be what it is. But there's so much... So, so, so you would prefer a world where America is in charge instead of a world where Russia is in charge? When you look at what happened um, in the First World War, mm. I think it tells us it's a better safe, the way I look at it, mm. the answer of the USA the, than, the, any other, than any other person. America, Russia is a communist. They can, you know what that can be. Mm. Well, then the better if we better than what you don't know. I think we have to <laughs> take the answer the year. All right, Amanze, thanks for calling me. Joseph is in a good Hello, Joseph. Thank you, Sandra. It's a pleasure speaking with you. Happy weekend to you. Same to you. Yeah. Yeah, it's all about uh, the storyline today pertaining to, you know, the space uh, race. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Traces and all that. So I want to actually contribute by saying that, uh, you see, uh, what U.S. is doing is actually, you know, they are trying to show that, you know, they are indeed the world power and the father of, uh, you know, modern revolution of technology and all that. Okay. When you check the statistics of, uh, you know, experimentation, both in space and in any other aspect of it, namely technologically wise, you know, uh, U.S. has been, you know, the champion, that is to say, they have a very greater percentage, you know, over U.K., Russia, and any other country. Okay. So whatever is making them the world power, it was because, you know, U.S. has the foundation. The internet we are using, there was a program, you may mention one, one of these days that I listened, but I tried to contribute to correct that, uh, you know, uh, notion that the, the internet we are using comes from China. No, it is not true, you know. Uh, actually, the internet we use, it was discovered and invented by the U.S. military. I, I don't think you're so, quoting, I don't think you're quoting me correctly. I didn't, I don't think I ever said that. <laughs> uh, the the was, hardware, <laughs> the hardware for 5G is from China. Oh, okay, okay, uh-huh. okay. But let me try to correct that, you know, internet per se, you know, or software was actually invented by the U.S. military. Mm. You know, back then in the school, you know, that is part of my discipline and all that. You know, mm. uh, I don't think I would. If, if if you were dreaming and somebody told you Sandra said China invented internet, wake up and insult them. <laughs> okay, by the way, that is by the way, anyway. I hope we are together now. We're together. Thank you, thank you, dear. So, actually, so whatever they are doing, you see, uh, if actually US is not cross-checking all these countries and all that, no matter what US is doing, it has a, a degree of advantage to the entire world. You know, although there is this kind of selfish interest and motive in U.S. that, you know, they still want, you know, to continue taking over the world power and all that by all necessary measures. So that is why you see something that will come out 
to like you know protest against and somehow they withdraw you know from from certain aspects because most times if they do you know those things will end up in affecting them all right joseph let's leave it at that let's talk to kende in lecky hello kende hi how are you doing very well how are you i'm i'm good it's a pleasure speaking yeah. with you is russia starting um, a space arms race do you think uh yeah i would say um we're moving gradually to the um the stage where we have um, Star Wars coming to reality. <laughs> we have America seems to have dropped the ball in the space race. Mm. Um, they are no longer concentrating so much in that. Um, Russia seems to be taking the initiative. You have countries like India also engaging. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I heard um, South Africa did a launch of recent. It, for me, the question in my head is, where does that put Nigeria? Aren't we interested in the space race? That's a good question. Going to weaponizing space. Um, well, if you think about the scenarios being painted, mm. where an astro, an astron, um, asteroid is coming towards the Earth, you need a weapon to blast it off. Mm-hmm. It could work in terms of defending the planet. I'm look. I'm using their films now to come up with a strategy defense for Russia. But on the long run, it's best we don't mess up space. We've already messed up the planet. Mm. Let's leave space where it is. Abi. That's where I stand on this. Kende, thank you so much for calling to share it. I appreciate it. We're talking about the militarization of space. The UK and the US are accusing Russia of test firing a weapon from a satellite in orbit. Um, The head of the UK's space directorate said, we are concerned by the manner in which Russia tested one of its satellites by launching a projectile with the characteristics of a weapon. Actions like this threaten the peaceful use of space and risk causing debris that could pose a threat to satellites and the space systems on which the world depends. We call on Russia to avoid any further such testing. We also urge Russia to continue to work constructively with the UK and other partners to encourage responsible behavior in space. Now, I told you why this is a big deal. And I also told you that this is a funny story because the US refused to vote for either of the resolutions that could put an end to any conversation about uh, arms in space. The US notoriously tried to reserve its own right to put weapons in space. That's a reason we don't have a binding UN treaty banning all weapons in space, right? When Russia and China wrote a, a document like that in 2008, America rejected it. So observers are saying this is hypocritical. The U.S. to be to be condemning Russia for actually putting a weapon in space is hypocritical because America herself refused uh, to vow that they're not going to do the same thing. But like I said, if there is a war in space, America has more to lose than everybody else. America has 901 satellites in orbit. The rest of the world combined has 709. That means that it's in America's interest to make sure that nobody can start shooting satellites from other satellites. Yes, people can do it from the ground already. But it's more accurate if anybody decides to do it f- from space. And what that means is that for you in Lagos, you can't watch your football match again if that happens, if they decide to do that. It may affect that. It may also affect your ability to call your cousins in the abroad. It may affect your ability to use maps when you're driving, GPS when, that you use to navigate. So since it can affect you, since a war in space could affect you here in Lagos, what do you think about Russia's test fire? Do you think it could trigger a space arms race? Do you think America opened the door to this by refusing to sign a broader space weapon ban treaty? And have you ever you know, given it thought? Have you ever given um, space weapons thought in general? Do you think that um, they are something that world governments need to agree to ban? Or do you think if nations have the right to defend their assets in space with weapons necessary, what's the big deal? I hope I still have Darlington on the line. Hello, Darlington. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for calling. Yeah. Uh, The issue is that 
the president American, that is Trump himself, mm. has uh, some hidden agenda with Russia. That's why it's not talking. Okay. And the British and the European Union, they depended on America. Because Russia was always in opposition. And these Chinese that we are seeing now were brought up by the Americans. That is the bad part of it. They gave them the technology they are using now. And now America is trying to withdraw from them. And they have developed them enough, so they are doing their way. If you check these few days, about three countries have launched a, a satellite to space. That's right. I think China, UAE, um, UAE, mm. and I'm think another one will be coming very soon. There is nothing wrong in having all those things. If anything happens in this space. Is everybody that will be infected? Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, affected. Mm -hmm. That is how it will be. This phone that we are using now, uh, they are the one controlling. The US is the one controlling most of the information we are getting from satellite. So, if they destroy themselves, we get back to zero, the way it, it was right from the beginning. <laughs> so that is what will happen. So let's hope it doesn't it, happen, huh? <laughs> yeah, but Russia is always a stubborn country because of Putin. Putin is trying to put himself to the... Not that everybody in Russia likes Putin, mm -hmm. but he has driven all those who can oppose him away from the country. That's why he's doing like that. And he's the one giving Trump the same method he used in getting Russia. And I know, I know Trump won't succeed. But, but what do you think about the fact that America herself refused to vote for a resolution that could have prevented Putin from putting, um, ooh, Putin from putting, <laughs> from putting um, uh, weapons in space? You mean now or before? Before, before now. Before now, you know, it was difficult to get him to come to the table. Because of No, China. America themselves refused to come to the table. Russia and China wrote an agreement. America rejected it in 2008. Uh, okay. I'm not... Uh, I didn't follow that one, but uh, it can be resolved. I agree with you. Thanks for calling me. Michael is in Shangotedo. Hello, Michael. Hi. Um, this is quite an interesting program. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I would like to add to what many people have said okay. and also try to um, put shed light to most of the misconceptions we have. Hmm. Now, whether Russia does anything it wants to do on space, mm -hmm. they are doing it for their interest. That's right. Now, we have to understand what globalism is. Where you have the superpowers trying to take control of nations, mm -hmm. Russia is trying to enforce its position. Mm -hmm. If America likes, America should do something in defense of that. It brings us back to our locality. Where do we stand? <laughs> we cannot survive what's coming. We just have to tell ourselves the truth. We have intellectuals, but the government is so unorganized. We have everything you would want to think of, but we still hope for these people that dominate us to want to set standards for us. We are not growing, and we will continue to remain in this sphere. Because it, look at it, China is enforcing its position. Mm -hmm. India is also doing the same. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. Look at the African countries. We can't even produce weapons. So where do we stand? Good question. Where do we stand? Michael says very quietly. Okay. You could hear a pin drop as soon as he said that. The last person I'll talk to is Moses, and then we'll move on to our second story. Moses, hello. 
Uh, Moses isn't there anymore. Well, thank you for calling us, Moses. We do hope you call us back. You're listening to Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info. We've talked about Russia exchanging words with the US and the UK over weapons in space. Now, let's talk about all the world powers trying to control more of the tech space than the others. I am Sandra Ezekwesele. Global edition on hard facts. The big three. Global edition on hard facts. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili. It's uh, 26 minutes to four. Our second story, let's come back here on Earth. Right now, world powers are not just competing to control space. They're also scrambling to control the tech world and use that tech to disrupt each other politically. So let's look at a few of those flashpoints right now. The U.S. is back in the news, says China is harboring hackers who are ready to steal secrets from them, for them. This came up in a court case where the U.S. government just indicted two Chinese citizens in absentia. The indictment claims they hacked American and European companies and tried to steal secrets including software, weapons designs and even COVID-19 vaccine research. And sometimes they did it for their own profit and other times they were sent by the Chinese government. You have that happening. And then you also have um, um, the American government ordering the uh, shutdown of the Chinese consulate in Houston because they think it's the headquarters of a hacker and spy ring. The Chinese say it's a lie and that they will not close it. And they said they cannot believe America has the liver to talk when America has been spying on everybody for decades. And while Trump faces China, Biden is facing Russia. He said if elected president, he will not let any country interfere in U.S. elections. And he called Russia by name. I have no desire to escalate tensions with Russia or any other country. But if any foreign power recklessly chooses to interfere in our democracy, I will not hesitate to respond as president to impose substantial and lasting costs. End quote. Biden is not alone in feeling America needs a new defense against foreign hackers. Eric Schmidt, the former CEO of Google, has a plan. He wants to help the U.S. government set up a university to train future government workers in advanced cybersecurity and artificial intelligence. So the school would uh, compete with places like MIT and Stanford to recruit the best minds. And then after giving them these cutting-edge skills, they'll be absorbed into American security agencies to help protect the country from hackers. Can you imagine that? A country, a university dedicated to producing cyber warriors. Hi, God, when? Because that's really what we're talking about here. War. Sure, not a lot of people are dying, but these countries are basically finding new ways to cripple and sabotage each other. And they can do it because they have control of all the things, you know, all the things they need, all this cutting edge technology that they need. That's part of the reason behind these bans on Huawei and TikTok and all the rest that we've been talking about every week. The advanced nations seem to be worried that their rivals are using the platforms they build to spy on them, to steal big trade secrets and to sabotage their internal politics. So that's what's happening. And I want to know what you think about this. Who do you think has the advantage? On one side, you have the USA. Traditionally, they've been the tech leader. They have Silicon Valley, where most of the best known tech companies are. But also, the government doesn't have as much direct control over tech companies as their rivals do. Also, they've been overtaken by China when it comes to telecoms infrastructure like 5G. And China seems to have caught up with artificial intelligence as well. Then you now have Russia. Russia doesn't have the same level of tech as the US or China. But clearly, when it comes to bots, they are ahead. 
And if you believe the Americans or the Brits, they also have a lot of hackers. Isn't that funny how every country insists that it's another country that has hackers and never them? <laughs> Which country do you think will win this scramble for tech supremacy? Who do you think will win? 0700-993-993-993-0700-993-993-993. You can also tweet at us at Nigeria Info FM. Share your thoughts on Facebook, Nigeria Info 99.3. WhatsApp is 80 959 We've got... Um, Peter Lackers, who says, it's very funny that while the other countries, while the other advanced countries are going digital, Nigeria is still immersed in corruption scandals. May God bless Nigeria. Well, these other countries also have their own corruption scandals. Yeah, but they're doing both. You're right. We've got Gucci on the line. Hello, Gucci. Uh, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Yeah, uh, Sandra. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm so happy with this discussion. But my worry is this. Hmm. Where do we fall into all this play? Where is Nigeria? Good question. It's, 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 it's hard in my heart when, whenever we are playing, whenever there is a football match, oh, the whole street, is, the whole country is shut down. People are talking about football. Whenever there is any international politics, everywhere is almost like shutting down. We are busy gossiping about them. Some time ago, a country invaded Africa that is America, and mm. sabotage the government in Libya, and Nigerians did not alter a word. Do you know that what happened at Libya, that period, is affecting Nigerians today? With terrorism and all that, Nigerians did not alter a word. America, just a few weeks, a month ago, I thought about, they launched a satellite in, in space, and they say it's, uh, they title it uh, for secret uh, mission or something like that, you know? Yeah. But, but probably, uh, with what is happening now, this country have what is what I can term social and social engineers and uh, system engineers, as in social engineer rights and uh, system system engineers. If I'm, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, please, where they sit down and engineer and visualize what is going to happen tomorrow. You just mentioned that there is a university that is trying to train its people in countering cyber terrorism, mm-hmm. cyber attack, and the rest of them. But you know all this. Where do we fall into? We are busy still planning on how to the Niger Delta issue, NDCC, and all that. That is just our problem. Where do we fall into? A cup of gari is being sold for how much? A, 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 tin of, a tin of gari is being sold for how much? And do you know that even for increasing increasing in, in gari further or rising further can cause a serious war in this country? Keep on happening, but where do we? Where, where, where is our place in all these things that is happening? Where is our place in all these things happening? Gucci's asking me. I don't have the answer to that question. Joel, hello. Hello, Joel. Are you there? Oh, Joel is not there anymore. Actually, I do have the answer to that question. It's in our third story, but I'll bring that to you after I take a few more calls. Hello. Hello. How are you? What's your name, sir? Yeah, good afternoon, Sandra. Good, good to have you on the show, Joseph. Yeah, uh, Sandra, it's mm. pertaining to what you're sharing, you know. Mm-hmm. This is really a troublesome, you know, uh, a mirage, I would say, okay. because here in Africa, the continent, and... Hello? Hello? Oh, no. Sorry about that. Something weird happened with the phone lines and cut everybody off at the same time. Well, let's come to WhatsApp, where we have a lot of thoughts. I will say America has more of those hackers. They're raising alarm because they feel Russia and China are catching up with them. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I see China winning, like, seriously, because most of their chips are gotten from China. But But had it been Nigeria had something tangible to compete with, they should be away an open way to balance her books, image-wise. Hmm. Ben from Ketu says, The British cannot dare attempt to recolonize China, for instance, again. It's a pity that nothing has changed in the equation since Africa was colonized. If these people decide to colonize Africa again, as in fact they're still colonizing us, there's nothing we can do about it. Good afternoon, Sandra. Countries that have the knowledge and technology of space have been sending their satellites into space without interfering with other countries' satellites with projectiles. Why did Russia 
launch and send projectile into space. What did they want? Why don't they do their own without trying to cause problems to other countries and the world in general? If Russia cannot catch up with the other world powers economically, they should not disturb the world peace. Royal says, Royal, thank you for sending your message in. Sandra, good afternoon. Where is Nigeria's stand? I only hear people say Nigeria is a giant of Africa and I laugh. My name is Abalobalo from Ikoi. Everybody's asking me where Nigeria stands. Okay. You know what? We started um, in space, right? And then we worked our way down to the northern hemisphere, right? But this is our third story. It will bring us home here to Africa. We've talked about the world powers racing to conquer tech. Now let's talk about what African nations are competing about. Western leaders are threatening China to stop spying on them. But the Zambian president is begging China to forgive their national debt. Edgar Lungu, in a phone call, asked Xi Jinping to please cancel the debt because COVID-19 has made Zambia unable to pay. And apparently the Chinese leader did not give him an answer. As in he just changed the subject. Awkward. And remember, Xi has said before that China would only cancel debt for African countries that are, quote, relevant. So I guess we'll soon find out how relevant Zambia is to China. And speaking of COVID-19 related disasters, I go Madagascar. She be telling us, say, you know, they walk. That's what Osagi Hanira said. Not my words, though. Our health minister in Nigeria said, call it work. Remember, Madagascar sent us some of their concussion, COVID organics. They even gave us a bill. National Institute of Pharmaceutical R&D said they tested it. And what they found was if you take a lot of it, it can help reduce a cough. But it did not have any effect on COVID-19. Now you ask me, ah, uh-uh, but Sandra, well, no, but Madagascar, they don't have any death. They don't have any spread. All right. The health ministry in Madagascar is asking the international community for help because COVID-19 cases are overwhelming their hospitals. He's asking for over 300 ventilators and thousands of sets of PPEs and other critical supplies. But the Malagasy president is angry with the health minister. The Malagasy government is saying he did not consult with the president before asking for outside help. But we have a lot of medical professionals in Madagascar who are supporting the health minister because they believe that the president is refusing to see reason about COVID organics not working. The other day, I spelled out the process, right, for getting approval for a vaccine. I showed you all those four phases. The Malagasy president did not let his Abu Madagascar go through all of those phases. He simply woke up and said, I know it works. And enough people believed him, including some of you. But it turns out, like was said from the beginning, that COVID organics was not a vaccine and it's not a cure. So what's going on in Africa, you ask? Is Africa part of the rest of the world, you ask? Debt forgiveness, concussions. In the first story, I told you about satellite-mounted weapons in space. That's the Russians and Americans. In the second story, I told you about software and artificial intelligence and cybersecurity and the scramble to capture technologies and build platforms. That was America and China and Russia again. But once we come to Africa for our last story, there's no artificial intelligence inside. There's no pathway to space inside. Instead, we see concoctions and we see debt. And yes, let me join you and ask the question you've been asking me. Why isn't Africa in the tech debate? Why is Africa in the debt forgiveness and Abu Madagascar debate. What can we do as a people, as governments, as institutions to move ourselves from low quality conversations to higher ones? 
0700-993-993-993-0700-993-993-0700-993-993-993. I don't know Chris, if Christian is still there. No, he's not. Hello. 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 99.3. Hello. 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 Good afternoon. Good afternoon. This is Peter. Peter, welcome to the show. Yeah. I'm calling from overseas. Welcome to the show, Peter. Go ahead. Yes. Actually, uh, I think I've been following up. And um, from the place of Nigeria, hmm. and especially even in particular Africa, hmm. in the world, um, um, in the world, uh, the current global world, what is going on in the world globally now, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's, it has been a challenge. And then we really need to sit up so as to at least assert our own position to even the community of nations, especially the way things are going in recent times. And Nigeria in particular, we still have a long way to go. And that is just my own comment. Hmm. Thank you for calling to share it with me. 99.3, hello. Uh, this is Augustine. Augustine, welcome. Go ahead. Hello? Yes, Augustine, go ahead. Okay. Um, Sandra, good afternoon. Good afternoon. The African countries cannot do well because we don't have educated leaders. Okay. Just look at Nigeria. How many, how many of our presidents are really educated? Starting from Namdazikiwe to today, it's only Namdazikiwe, the interim president, and um, the, the late um, um, president that was educated. Hmm. So Africans are not electing people who are intelligent to govern them. By the time we started electing intellectuals, that is the time Africa will get up from where they are. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you so much for calling. 99.3. Hello, Michael. Hello. Good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon. Yeah. When um, Africans start, uh, when we stop um, being tribalistic, when we start seeing our fellow black man as the brother, I believe then we could. Um, someone's, um, I think that was uh, T.D. Jakes said that uh, it was the time he wanted to write a book about racism. Then he now made a trip to South Africa. And getting to South Africa, and I saw the level of xenophobia there. And I, he now stopped. He now decided not to write the book about it because hmm. um, there's a point in Africa. Uh, the, 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 and there was a preaching I heard that the former, um, what happened in Rwanda? Hmm. That uh, that they they took a machete to kill about you know about one thousand people in a day mm-hmm. or so or in a week or in a week or so. That uh, when America wanted to attack Iraq, uh, despite the whole missiles they said sent to Iraq, it uh, kills. Uh, I don't actually get the figure, but it was not up to what a black man will use a machete to cause mayhem and. Devastation in Africa. Hmm. So when Africa stops, when we rise above them. that, but but he, that's yeah. the thing though. Um, in in other um civilizations, they've also had you know different things that that separate them. So even amongst white people, there there's there are different way there, there are different ways to other people. Right, so they say, for instance, you're not a redhead, so there are benefits not available for redheads, or you're not, you know, truly American. Because even America, you see African Americans, you see um, white Americans going at it. You go to places yeah. like Australia, and they have issues with the Aboriginals and the people who came and colonized Australia. So human beings have always had these things that separate them, or these differences that they always look at as the things that separate them, but. But somehow, all these other people rise above them and, yes, and, yes, and yes. you know, work together and, you know, yes. get the, the general good. And then they go back to squabbling about those things. Yes. Why, why do you think we haven't been able to rise above? Um, because most, that's, that's boiling back, back to the same thing, just like in, here in Nigeria. 
Yeah, and awesome man. Anything that happens, uh, like what is happening in the NDDC, people will be saying that okay, just like what is happening in NDDC. Now look at the the the, the so-called militant. They they are there. They didn't say anything about it. They didn't say anything about it. They just kept quiet. Nobody, no activists, nobody raised their eyebrow about it. Everybody just like at the end of the day, the whole the whole of this drama now will be swept under the carpet. It's more like when we start seeing ourselves that it's not about you from this tribe or you from this tribe making a mistake and uh, and uh, and they'll feel that they will crucify you. But they will now see you that you made a mistake or you did it, you committed a crime, but they will not treat that the way it's supposed to be, not so, by... So we, we, so we need to start um, enforcing consequences for actions, is, is what you're yes, saying? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. Thank you so much, Michael, for calling. Henry's in a bedroom. Henry's my last call. Hello, Henry. Yeah, thank you, Sandra. Good evening. Good evening. Okay, Sandra, I want to make my own short. Okay. For we to live up to this expectation, Sandra, you know, we are not going to learn it on the streets of Lagos or Abao Weary. Okay. We should base in school. Now, let us look at our educational system in this country. I believe that is um, some... Um, schools, universities are on strike before the COVID-19. Mm-hmm. What is the budget of education in this country before we can even think of going ahead? Mm-hmm. Many of us are, I mean, left school because there's no support. Many of us are roaming on the street of Lagos, forming one million points and all that. Is that how we are going to be? Whereas they are, they are dragging, I could imagine what you just say. Not East Development Commission, whatever. 100 billion naira just missed like that. Nobody paid it into any account. Niger debt are the same thing. So we, Africans, in fact, like one man called the other guy, say, we need a fresh uchi from Ikeja, yes. We need another fresh colonization. <laughs> if we can use Oibo coach to coach super egos, it's high time we borrow Oibo president to come here for some time. All right, Thank, Henry. You, Thank you for calling me. I don't know why we are so um, um, invested in this idea that now another person will come uh, fix our problem. When colonial colonial masters they they were they were part of the problem. They started a lot of the problems that we currently are experiencing. Karim, um, let me talk to you for two minutes. Karim, I'm out of time. Okay, can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. Oh no. Oh, I'm sorry, Karim. Okay, Lagos, zero seven zero zero nine nine three. Nine nine three nine nine three zero seven zero zero nine nine three nine nine three nine nine three.